Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello, this is Ken Roshan Choose. You're going to like the fact that you're choosing me to listen to for this hour on Amplified. Remember, Amplified is about amplifying the life of leaders who create hope and inspire communities to work together and be abundant together. So our sponsors today are, believe it or not, the Key Smiley Movement, Perfect Publishing, Podcastify Me, Podcastify Me, Choose Podcastify Me and your podcast will be better. So we have a great guest today. His name is Michael Fritz. Jews. Do you like that? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Fritz yeah. Fritz Jews. We could actually perfect it so you never have to say it again. I'll just say it for you. Okay. All right. So Michael Fritz Jews goes by the nickname Fritz, just like uh, Kenneth James Roshan Jr., comma, PhD. I just, it simplifies into just Dr. Smiley. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much the same kind of idea. Saves so much time. It saves me literally minutes every year. It's wonderful. What am I going to do with all that time? Oh, man, I wish I could remember this fact. It was uh, something that uh, Stephen Wright, I think, said. He said um, somebody's name in Hawaiian was like this long, and then someone else's name was this short. And he says, man, just the amount of time they save in signatures. They're both famous. That's, that's really cool. Yep. So I, I want to introduce you. Okay, you're a multipreneur. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, a husband, father of four girls, and is always exercising his ability to create his dreams and improve his chest. Good job. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, starting in 2015, his first business, Arc De DevOps, nice name, by the Thank way, uh, a technology and automation business grew. And then in 2020, it started uh, starting to shut down due to COVID. And I do apologize about that situation. All right. 2021, he did shut it down, but started up a new company called Exactly Zero with his wife, Charlotte, in a clean lifestyle space. His family crafts all natural chemicals, free products, chemical-free products in their home in a small town outside of St. Louis. And in late 2021, he founded full-service podcasting ages called Podcastify Me, serving people in every sector to build podcasts around those who have the ability to make great conversations happen and to forge awesome relationships and lead business later. Uh, Fritz is very, very introverted and he has been known to execute people that are extroverted. I think that's what that says, right? I think, I think there's that, you got, you got the words. Uh, they're in a little bit different order, but <laughs> You know, so you are, you're a planner. You're a, you are an extrovert, in my opinion. You're an encourager. I remember when I was going to get on the show today, you, you would be like, you can do it. You can do it. And I was just really very appreciative and grateful for that. So thank you. <laughs> Anytime, man. Yeah, you called me and you were like, hey, pep talk. I'm like, oh, you need a pep talk? Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. You got this, man. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's for you. You, you caused a word to be like subconsciously created and I spewed it out today on social media because you were saying that I want to, I am going to manifest a great week. And I was like last week, I think, and you yeah. announced it to the world and you said, 
I'm going to really push hard and I'm going to manifest this great week. And, you, and he said, I think I can do it. So I came up with our May 1st, Mayfest. May yes. This month to be a great month of abundance, collaboration, attraction. Let's go with uh, new automation. Okay. I like time, that. Time savers, efficiency. Quality time with the people you love, more. Every all, all these are more. So there is not that we're just adding them. There are just being more if they're already in place. All right. Mm -hmm. And I am going to uh I'm gonna do at least one push up a day. All right. That's my May May jump. Oh, and maybe, maybe three milks, three uh, teaspoons of milk and magnesia. No, no promises there. Okay. It cut off for a second. I thought you said three milkshakes. I'm like, dude, that cancels out the push-ups, man. One push-up, three milkshakes. So um, how does one take a, a tennis ball and just make it a mic? <laughs> you just cut the sucker in half, man, and uh, just jam it out. No, um, so we've got, as you mentioned, we've got four daughters, and Amelia is our 11-year-old. She's getting ready to turn 12 pretty soon. And um, she made this. She made this for me. We oh, nice. got a really good deal on some uh, yarn, went and found some at Goodwill. They had a like a one of those comforter bags full of all kinds of skeins of yarn, and her favorite color is yellow. So this is like the proof of concept that she put together. So I got to be careful because it's got that fuzzy, that fuzzy, fuzzy, shiny. If I get too close, it goes up my nose. <laughs> and then I'm like, in the middle of an interview. Not good. Not good. Not a good look. <laughs> well i i love it it's uh it, it looks like uh there's gonna be like a little muppet that comes up and says hello or something <laughs> yellow is the most uh you know joyful friendly energetic color so i gotta say um if if people looked at you and they weren't really feeling the vibe they could just go and zoom back down to the muppet um that's right can we call it the like muppet? i should I you should, know what? I, it would be that? interesting if you put two little dots, two little eyeballs in front there. <laughs> Dude, I can do that. We've got googly eyes. I gotta. Um, I'm gonna make a note about that. Another, that. Yeah, your shows would go another level. Isn't that funny how you and I just like will have a conversation, and next thing we know, we're adding stuff in our life that just makes it so much more enjoyable. Hey, I'm gonna give you a chance. Um, I, I okay. Look, no smile. Are you ready? No smile. Right. You ready? Hmm. <laughs> that is oh win I was, okay got it yeah, i was, was trying like, to i was uh, holding it so you could win i didn't want to win this one i because i need to play that game well if i take your if i take your title though it's like well you would, now he's just doctor now he's know, just dr ken he's dr smiley I, I love sharing that title with people yeah yeah you know there's uh there was a trick i remember in middle school really bad trick um they'd say hey Let's play a competition game, real huge competition game. Who can hit the other softer? Yeah. And then, and then the person goes, you go first. And then, and then you go like this and you're like, just barely touch them. And you just let go. And then they go boom, as hard as they can. They go, you won. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, not nice. I remember that. They were playing that even when I was a kid. So there's always, there's always a sucker every semester. There's always yeah. one. 
There is. Oh, why do they fall for that? No, the TikTok thing that uh, is like super dangerous. I, I think it went gone, gone, bye bye. But they were having uh, someone kind of jump up in the air, and then mm-hmm. two people would be behind, and they would once he jumps up, they would take his legs off, and he'd go back, and someone checked out. Yeah. Ooh. So, they, so yeah, I mean, well, of course, you're hitting your head full blast on like a hard floor. So they, I mean, they looked at. They kept showing people that passed out, but one person actually checked out. That was the end. So yeah. we're not going to talk about this anymore because this is not really a topic that I think brings joy like that Muppet, that Muppet Mike. All right. So I'm putting, I'm putting eyes and a mouth on there like, ah, like that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That'd I love so it. much fun. So Fritz, you, always, you weren't always this hairy. I mean, you grew up without a beard, right? Right. Man, you just jealous. You jealous because I'm growing out my hair? I am. I am. I am very much so. I so, can shave it off and send it to you in the mail. So we're going to do kind of that dose of hope, you know, that big 800 page book I showed you at the BLN event. We're going to put yeah. you in the book. Right. So there's three major segments. And as you know, we're, well, you may not know this, but we're printing the sixth segment, six part that has Rudy Rudiger from the movie Rudy. So you'll be okay. in the same book as Rudy. It's number two inspirational movie of all time in sports. Pretty cool. So, well, how did the Fritz become the Fritz? So take, well, I'll, I'll interject a couple of times, but I'm looking, I'm looking mainly for how your childhood may have developed you into who you are today. What happened in your childhood? What was a defining moment? So where were you born? What was your family like? And uh, what do you think happened in your childhood that kind of percolated these ideas? Well, so I've been a lifelong est, like St. Louis native. Right, so I'm 42 so they're years called, old. They're called St. Louisans, if I recall. Saint, Saint, Saint Lulus, I don't know. There's like a St. Louisans. Okay. There's that probably makes- there's probably a nickname for us, but I've been here my whole life. We have we have one of the worst ones, Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimoreans. I mean, oh, I was gonna say, I'm like, I just figured it out right as you said that. I like <laughs> that. We don't we don't have anything like that here. But um, yeah, when I so when I grew up. I'm an only child, and we I was born in a in a, a hospital close by, and we lived in a small town called Webster Groves. And I was there until I was like five years old, but my dad was always he was always in the technology sector, and he was doing some pretty cutting edge stuff back in the day. He was working at a place called Wang Laboratories, which they were in competition with IBM a lot, you know, trying to get first to market with a personal mm-hmm. computer and they didn't win obviously, but um, you know, they showed up though. They showed they up. They did. Them. They sure showed up and they, they put a big dent in it. So if things had turned out differently, you know, they could have been in an alternate timeline. What, what was your like, dad yeah. involved with regarding he that? Was, well, he was involved with a lot of the, a lot of the low level hardware troubleshooting. So, I mean, these days when you get a computer, you get a laptop or a, desktop or something like that if something goes wrong inside it it's like why don't you just swap it out and get a new one like no he would go in and he would desolder parts and put new components on there test it out and it would work so i mean he was a hardcore nerd and we were off he, in the first did he ever on tell you did he ever tell you why wang didn't make it because i remember that company he i he didn't explain a whole lot about it because when it went under years ago I mean, he was a technician, so I mean, he knew Dr. Wang, but he wasn't like super in, like deep with it. What was it? I mean, 
I don't know. I, I was I was curious. I, I know that he later started Wang Chung, and that was a great friggin' step in the right direction with that song. You know the song, right? <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. I mean, that was awesome. Man, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get some history from this guy. What does he know that I don't? <laughs> oh man. I mean, just to take that that failure uh, as a computer company and spin it right into everyone to have fun tonight. I was like, man, this guy is like a Doctor Smiley. I'm inspired by. He, he's gone now. He passed away a while back, but I would have loved to meet the guy, you know, but yeah. You imagine if you'd met him and you karaoke that song with him, that would be, I mean, that'd that be crazy. I did have a good idea though. I had a good idea, um, about karaoke. I thought mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool to have a, a karaoke night, but you can't sing, you can't sing words that are longer than four letters long. So if you're going through, you have to come up with it on the fly. If mm-hmm. you slip up and say a word that's too big, you're like snark, you get, you lose a point. If you can't keep up with it, you lose a point. I ran this by my family and they said, that's a dumb idea. So I'm like, well, I'm going to share it with Dr. Ken. I bet he'll give me some confirmation bias. It definitely, not. It's definitely a dumb idea. I confirm, I'll confirm it. Dang, man. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> we are going to do it anyway. You know what? We're going to do it anyway because there are people like Rob Angel mm-hmm. in Dose of Hope, and he had everyone say, there's no way Pictionary is ever going to make it. It's too dumb. It's too simple. Who's going who's gonna to draw a word and make that a game 34 million games later? You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, at first, he was only going to do four-letter words that you could draw, but he expanded it. So that was- Oh, he did? I didn't know that. I, I just made that up, so it's not really true. Man. <laughs> <laughs> My filter's not working, man. It's Monday morning. I ain't had enough coffee. You know, I normally have coffee with my show. You you inspired me to just play to win. Play to win. Yeah. Smile again. Love it. Love it. So oh, going yeah. forward, um, you, <clears throat> you said you lived there five years in the area? Yeah. And then we moved to a small town called Arnold. That's where I spent most of my childhood. Um, all, all St. Louis based i mean it's all uh, st louis based yeah not like downtown st louis like not the shooty part but the suburbs right um can we talk about that for a second actually because um you're the only city that oh sorry i thought are we doing codes nose codes no i just my nose itches okay i I got too close to my mic cover and it went out my nose let's do codes that when it's a real nose code or it's a just nose itching i'd like to all right because there's no reason for us to do nose codes if it's just your mic that caught oh yeah it's like if you got something hanging out your nose, I'll I'll tell you. I'll be like, oh boy. <laughs> so, um, you know, your city is the only city that really gives Baltimore run for its money for the highest amount of homicides per capita. Yeah. So, I mean, when we're number two, <clears throat> it's highly likely that St. Louis beat us right then. That they're number right. one. And this, this is what winning looks like. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think St. Louis is number one right now. Yeah. So, yeah, Baltimore fell to four or five, so we're not number two like we normally are. But um, I have some really I, – I have a tangent I, I didn't mean to go on, but I, it, it will come back to you with how was – so be ready for this question. How safe was St. Louis back in the day? Was it – and then what caused it? Was it you that caused it to go into a homicidal type of uh, competitor? Because it sure it does compete very well. But the reason I'm, I'm saying this is off the record – no, don't tell anyone, okay? This is this is just between you and me, all right? 
I am meeting Dr. Stafford Sutton and Dr. Barbara Taylor today at 4 p.m. And we are discussing how to change the climate or the narrative about Baltimore being the number one city of homicide and actually interjecting ideas of how the smile movement could infiltrate or inspire or get into the hands of lots of people. Guess what okay. idea came up with? Say again, sorry. We have an idea. And I was saying, guess what idea we came up with? I just want to see if you could either one guess it or come up with an idea that we should use. Is it just whenever anybody says that you are, just say, no, we're not. Just deny it. Nice. Simple. Got to start simple. That's going to be a lot of teaching for the city. So we're going to, uh, we came up with another idea that a lot of people um, in the city use Ubers and Lyfts. And so we are going to attempt to succeed at contacting the headquarters of Uber and Lyft and ask them to come to libraries or whatever. And we're going to give them stacks of keep smiling cards. And on the back of it, it's going to say, be more, which is nice. the, the nickname for Baltimore, be more. I love it. Yeah. It's cool. So, so keep smiling on the other side and then be more. And it's going to get it a free access to some type of positive book that's Baltimore published. Published by a Baltimorean, not a Baltimorean, Baltimorean. See how we're stepping it up? <laughs> I love it. So that's really so slick. The first part was, is, was St. Louis wasn't that dangerous back when you were a kid, right? Right. It wasn't. I mean, thinking back, I was able to go play in the neighborhood. We would often. Without a shirt? No, had to have a shirt. Um, but we would play army. Like we would be jumping around and cutting through people's yards and playing in the woods and real guns army or just the, the fake, fake one? ones, fake, fake ones. One. Like you got to make the noise with your mouth. I um, wonder if that inspired or instigated people using real guns in St. Louis might have, they won't stay down, you know, but it was a lot of fun back then. And I, and I was thinking back just the other day, I'm like, I would be hard pressed to let the girls do that kind of activity mm -hmm. now like unsupervised we had to come check in like i had to come check in with my mom every once in a while and be like i'm checking in and leave again but we just play until sunset and then come home and eat dinner and uh, yeah that's back in, in like the 90s late yeah, 80s early 90s i have to tell you when we're in baltimore with my son we yeah. tell him uh, you have to check in and he's like how often i'm like every minute i want to know every minute and so he spent most of his time right next to us because he was going away and if he got 30 seconds away he had to run all the way back to us to check in so we haven't had any problems with Baltimore hurting him. <laughs> He's within eyeshot the whole time. He's got a really long leash. Yeah, that's interesting. You use the word shot, too. With <laughs> violence all the way down. Right, so, so at no time in your growing up, all the way up to like college, you and did you, where'd you go to college? So I started off going to Jefferson College. It's like a community college. That's and yeah, it's a good one. I, I majored in a lot of nerd stuff. I got into electronics and robotics, and the intent was to become an electrical engineer. And I ended up switching over to computer science because, in order for that's us to keep it affordable, that's a good one. Um, in order for us to keep that at a at a manageable price point, I would have had to go to night school, and it would have taken an extra five years to get the other two years worth of curriculum. And I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. I've already taken a bunch of courses. I'm going to switch and just be a computer programmer. I don't need to. Do. You don't need to get angry on the show. This this show is really more about positivity. So yeah. Hey, um, what what <laughs> was it? Because your dad was into computers and tech stuff, you learned a lot and you you were inspired that way. 
I was. You know, I saw what I saw what could be done with computers. I, I saw what could be done with technology, and he was kind of thinking about going that computer programmer route, but he never did. He just went with um, a lot of the the low level fixing the circuit boards, fixing things at the component level. He got into graphic design and websites later on. Mm-hmm. But I said, yeah, I'm going to go full forward into computer science and programming. And it worked well. So uh, after college, we read your bio about the companies you started and collapsed for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Of, so you have not been doing podcast find me very long. No, no, not very but, long at all. But my conversations I've had with you, I, I predict this is not going to be a company you put down. This is a company that could really scale. I think so. I was just sharing with somebody last night. I'm like, I plan for this and I'm engineering it to be a multi-million dollar company. And when I, I said it out loud, it almost brought, it almost kind of brought a chill mm-hmm. to the room because some people were like, I could just tell they were like, well, that, that's ballsy. How do you say something like that? Well, because that's my plan. I want to make it happen. I'm doing it. So have you said that with your other companies? No, I haven't. No. It was like, hey, yeah, it'll just happen and happen. You know, you know, that's what uh, happened with the perfect publishing. Same, same scenario is a, uh, I saw it being the first company to do millions. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I got to give a shout out. We, normally I do this early in the show. You know, J.R. Spear is the reason we know each other. That's uh, right. And BLN and the BLN live event. And big shout out, the BLN live events attract crazy people and also Fritz. Yes. Well, I'm crazy too. You can let me in with those, those other folks. I'm fine with that. I'm pretty out there, but that's why I like the group. It's fun. In all seriousness, they, they are, they are zany, but they're super talented, super um, problem solving. They're, they're, uh, they're outliers in their fields. A lot of them are just doing really magnificent things. You can learn so much and they're so generous about sharing knowledge that would help make your life easier, your business thrive better. Um, And, you know, when those things happen, you don't have to shut down businesses. That's right. They're, they're the people that you want to surround yourself with. They, people always say, oh, you got to find yourself. You got to be around the right people. And it's like, so where are they? I mean, well, the, the first thing is take that nose thing off and stop talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, don't you don't, I don't like it when people come, you got to surround yourself with really nice people. And, I, and I'm like, I can't take you seriously with your nose being like that. You know? Okay. <laughs> So um, <laughs> I'm excited about your business and I'm excited that your business will finally um, launch me this month. Well, I should say launch me in July 1st, but right. this with regard to some of the benefits you get. And I, I want to go into that in the second segment, but for right now, we have a couple more minutes. Would you please share what your purpose is and how you discovered your purpose? Well, my purpose is to help make it a lot easier for people to build massive, deep relationships. And I happen to use the podcast as a way to do that. Um, Over the years, I've just realized that networking and listening and really hearing people and connecting at a very heart level has taken my businesses, all of them, even the failed ones, to new heights. I've met some awesome, awesome people and I figured out systems and processes and things to speed that up. And I'm like, well, 
how come I can't do this at scale? Why can't I just do this times 10 or times 100 to do it for other people? I don't want to just do it for myself. Hmm. So that's my purpose. That's what I do. And, you know, past that, it's like to be the best me I can be. I want to see how far I can go. I want to see what the limits of my capabilities are and push myself way past what I think I'm capable of and just see where life takes me. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. It's a great feeling. Well, I, when I hear what you're describing there, it sounds a lot like JR because yep. JR, he takes uh, businesses that aren't automated, not scaled and not scalable. And he unleashes this massive efficiency and automation is an easy word to describe, but putting that stuff in place, you get lots of freedom. It is crazy that you cannot be ever as efficient as automation plugged in correctly. Right. And so I'm, I'm just excited what, what things are going to look like this month, next month. And then the following month when uh, I start, I launched the Dr. Smiley show. So excited. It's going to be fun. It's the first time I've actually said it on, on the air. I've said it obviously off the air, but I'm excited that you're going to be at the, at the helm as it were, or, or setting all the infrastructure that it's going to be a show that I just have to show up. I love the way you said it. We do this, 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 and this, and you just need to talk. Yeah. Once you, once you give that, uh, what you said, what you shared that you, these are all the things you do. So we take care of finding and screening guests and getting them scheduled, editing, publishing, promoting, helping build a deep community around you. The only thing you got to worry about is show up and talk to the person. We can't automate that for you but that's the part that you're awesome at anyway. So do more of it. And if you have to, if you can do more of that and spend less time on all the other stuff that's in the podcasting spectrum, then imagine how many more conversations you can have with people. And you don't even have to worry about it because there's nothing to worry about. You just set it to stage and all you gotta do is what you love to do anyway. That's right. Amplify goodness. Amen. God bless. <laughs> all right. Well, in reverse order, this show has been sponsored by Podcastify Me. I'm really getting good at saying it, by the way. You are. And I will, I will get the tonality in my radio voice the right level so that I might be the one who's on your ad for don't podcast yourself, podcast. Yeah. I like it. And then we have Perfect Publishing, who's going to be aiding all these podcasters that you know into having another tool another medium, another media piece that actually allows them to share their inspiring story, get it out in the world and advertise their podcast. And then on reverse, of course, we're going to tell all our authors, they got to use podcast to find me. In fact, we may even say it's included in one of our levels. I like that. I like that too. I do like that a lot. I'm starting to like that really a lot. Good. And then we have the Key Smiling Movement, which amplifies the goodness of leaders. We meet at events and... You have like a fan base that's around you and you're like looking up and you're like, I can't believe how many fans are watching me live at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back in a couple minutes. This is Ken Rashawn on Amplified on Voice America and big shout out, big hello, big love to Jeff Spinard who started Voice America quite some time ago. And we are so thankful for him creating a platform that allows us to amplify the goodness of people like Fritz. So choose Fritz choose.
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at theumbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. And Rashawn are in Voice America Amplified Station. And check this out. We have... Well, by the way, great job bringing back the memories of Night of the Roxbury. I mean, what a great... I, I was, seriously, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, is he going to get that reference? And then I thought, of course he's going to get the reference. I mean, that's like a my generation thing. Why would he not? But I'm yes. like, when am I going to interject that? But you read my mind, bro. Well, you could have injected the book is better. Yeah. There's a book? No. No. Not that I'm aware of, but um, really exciting news. Uh, you know that we have Keep Smiling in 44 languages. Right. 45th language that's coming out. I cannot believe that this is happening. Uh, it was just ordered today. should be in the mail and delivered to us like in two weeks. I can't wait to show this live in the show. Is but it Pig Latin? What language? It is not Pig Latin. That was a very nice guess. It is actually a sub a sub-dialect of uh, English. Love it. So what dialect is that? Because that looks like something we'd say here in St. Louis. Is that a... Is it? Okay, well, it's, it's Bronx, and some people uh, argue that it's also Chicago. The, okay. Now, Chicago does not say it the way the Bronx says it, though. So Chicago is like, oh, hey, you, keep smiling. Like that. So it's a little gentle. Whereas right. in the Bronx is, hey, you, keep smiling. Yeah. Sounds a little more combative. Yeah, a little more like, if you don't, you're going to have a knuckle sandwich. That's right. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we have a lot to discuss uh, because there's a lot of people that may want to do a podcast or may want their podcast to have a lot more impact. How many podcasters do you know right now? I mean, <laughs> and, and you can say, I have this many I'm in communication with and this many that I actually know, whatever you want to say. Wow. I mean, I'm in communication <laughs> with more than a hundred and years ago I had a show where I would interview podcasters. We'd get on and we'd just shoot the bull about our shows and mm -hmm. that's how I got to meet a lot of them. But I'd say, I mean, active communication with, there's got to be like 25 or 30 mm -hmm. people that I'm like, they're at varying degrees of friendship. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd go bowling with this than, guy or, yeah. Well, that's higher than last week because I asked you the same question. You said 24 to 29. So now it's 25 to 30. So that's a big, that's a one I, increase. I get around, baby. I got legs. I'm everywhere. I'm meeting all kinds of people. You are, aren't you? How long, you, how long have you had a podcast? So I got started in July 2019. So coming up on four years now. What's the name I'm, of it? Well, the first one I started was called The Hot Mic at Arch DevOps. And that was the one that was more entrepreneurial focused. Um, I had four going at one time. The one that I, that I have going strong now is called The Third Wave with Fritz. That one got started like late last year. So I've been interviewing people since like November, December last year. And then I got another one that is called The Health and Wellness Podcast by Exactly Zero. That one is tied to the other company that you mentioned at, during the first part of the show where I talk with people about faith, parenting, nutrition, wellness, fitness, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I pretty much, I can spin up a podcast about anything and start connecting with people. And it's like, hey, this is a great way to network. It is. It is. Um, so in the, in the publishing game, if you want to call it a game, you know, making a book is one obstacle. Right. And, and then making money with the book is another obstacle. And then having people even know the book exists is another obstacle. And right. it, it is close to a 99% failure rate. Just from the studies I've done, on asking people a couple questions. Question one, did your book make you, did you make any money with your book? And right. it's, it's really upside down. Like they could say something, I lost 19,000 or I lost 25,000 or I lost 3,000, but it, it's a lot of negative signs that I hear. Right. right. <laughs> and then the second question I ask is, when's your next book coming out? And they said, I'm not going for that trick again. So yeah. in, in my area, um, my space of publishing, it's kind of like the wild west. It's, it's open for someone that can solve that massive failure. And, you know, that massive failure mimics the entrepreneurial game too, which is some say 80% of, uh, self-employed businesses, uh, entrepreneur businesses fail. Some say it's 90, some say even higher than that, but there's, there's a reason that these businesses or books fail and from what we've seen and studied, it's, it's the difference of whether you have a campaign and you have value that you're going to be able to continue to modify and improve and that you're marketing effectively enough that you're constantly reaching larger masses of people that can enjoy, learn, support, and uh, communicate and hire you. And, and if you don't have enough people that know about your business, you're already in an atrophy game of going out of business. So how much of that that I just shared is congruent or 
uh, is the demise of podcasts. Do, do podcasts succeed all the time? What's what's the lifespan of an average podcast? Hmm. There is some congruency, but I'll tell you, the ones that really succeed are the ones where their definition of success isn't, hey, I've got to get to 10,000 listeners a day and be pulling like Joe Rogan numbers and get sponsorships, right? The successful ones are the ones that see the podcast as a tool that gets them to a, a further goal. Like they're using the podcast itself as a way to get to that goal. And if, if you had 500 diehard fans that are each paying you 97 bucks a month, for example, to be part of a community, to be part of a mastermind, to be part of a networking group, and you're using the podcast as a way to bring those people into your ecosystem, mm -hmm. oh, that's pretty successful. thing is that people aren't paying the podcast to get access to those people. They're paying you as a person. So right. I think the reason why a lot of podcasts fail is because they still kind of have that, that older second wave thinking of, hey, I've got to monetize the podcast itself. And it's like, no, you don't actually. You just got to find the people that have money and are willing to pay you because of what they learned about you on the show, either as a guest or as a listener. And that changes the game. That changes the game almost overnight. You know, do you know about the seventh episode slump? Have you heard about that? I kind of have, actually. I, yeah, bring it, though. Well, so most podcasts, when they get started, they're going to punk out after seven episodes because that's around the time that people are like, whoa, this is like a lot of effort. And I'm not sure what the return's going to be. Like, when am I going to get money out of this? And that's when people's energy starts to flag. And mm -hmm. if a podcast is going to quit producing episodes, it's at that seventh episode mark. It just kind of fizzles. And it's so sad because mm -hmm. it can be really awesome episodes. You go and it's like they haven't updated this since like June 2020. Like, what the heck, man? And, <laughs> you know, I see some con congruency also with the longevity of right. the, so when people do a book, they think the gestation period of making the book is part of the book process. And it's only the phase one of actually finishing a book. It's just, you could finish a book in a week, you can finish a book in a month, you can finish a book in a year, and you certainly can finish it much longer than that. But my point is, it's not, it's not even considered successful until that last day when you actually receive it. You know, you get, you get the book and, and there's some people think that that was the trophy. That's the accomplishment. And I can right. just kind of think about a podcast. You're putting all this energy into making sure it's going to be a great podcast and you're building this thing. And then you start doing shows. Well, like you said about the seven shows, if a book typically goes through maybe an Amazon bestseller, maybe a little book launch, and then it kind of fizzles out and it needs to fritz up. You know what I'm saying? Not That's right. Fritz up. And so I see the same thing about a podcast that you're talking about as books, as books spiral out because they don't have any engine afterwards. And someone's like, man, it's going to be a lot of work. I don't know what the return is going to be on selling a $20 book. And that's seeing this big picture of using the book as a tool, just like a podcast. So what are some recommendations you have for making sure if someone wasn't hiring your services yet, and of course they should be, but 
They weren't. What were some what were some of the things they need to think about so they don't make the mistakes that cause that seventh inning episode? Well, there's two big areas. One is minimize the amount of time that you're spending on production, like everything, all the stuff that I mentioned in the first half, all of that stuff. The smaller the amount would, of time. How would, we, how would they do that? Oh, lots and lots of automation, but also to have a plan ahead of time and say, all right, here's how I'm going to get the word out about my show. Here's how I'm going to make it easy for people to apply to be on the show. Once they apply, how do I get them scheduled? Once they're scheduled, how do I record it? How do I edit it? How do I publish it? How do I promote it? Like have a plan in place for every one of it's those six major stages. It, it, it is a lot of work, but I mean, once you, it, it's kind of like planning out a book, right? If somebody's like, I'm going to write a book and they just sit down with a pen and paper and they go, uh, I mean, you know, this as a publisher, you create books and there's, there's a plan in place. Like what's the end goal? What do you want to, what do you want to accomplish with this book? Who do you want to reach? What do you want to tell? What's what emotion do you want people to feel? Do that, but with podcasting and yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so when you're podcasting, there's a, you're basically creating a campaign for more listeners. And- exactly. Okay, so how, how does one go about that? To get more listeners? Get more listeners, but grow the podcast, yeah. Well, you want to make it as easy as possible for people to share about your show. And it gets into a little bit of psychology. I'll, I'll go back and I'll answer the other part of the question from before. But it gets into a little bit of psychology, right? So I made this mistake where I would record an episode and I would put it up on LinkedIn. Hey, new episode of the Hot Mic at Arch DevOps give it a listen. Here's a link. Very few people would click the link because they're looking at it and they're thinking, what am I going to get in exchange for 30 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back? Mm. Well, if you make it obvious what they're going to get out of it with a quick 30 second clip from the show, they'll listen to that and they'll realize, man, it sounds like they're spitting fire. I think I want to go hear that. There's a much higher conversion rate. One of the strategies that we employ is we'll share teasers like that and we'll share a blurb with a guest and say hey would you be willing to share this on your network we wrote this little clip for you the 30 second video but we also made this little social media blurb just paste that in there use one of these clips and share it with your network and because they're saying it the people that are in their network are more likely to say well that does sound pretty cool and i like joe schmo we go back a ways i'm gonna go listen to that show and that's how you grow your listenership. It's very organic. It's very emotion-based. Um, but on can I, emotion... Can I tell I, you... I want to tell you that uh, a way not to do it. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but Eric Yoon, uh, Y-U-A-O-N, I think it is. Um, he's the CEO of Zoom. Yeah. Sending your Zoom podcast to him and saying, please push this out to all Zoomers doesn't work. Like we, haven't work. Had, we haven't had any cooperation from. So uh, zero conversion rate is what you're telling me? Pretty close. That's dismal. You got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Exactly. <laughs> well, and if I can go back to the, the previous question, you know, one of the things that I think really hangs people up is just like with business, just like building a business, if you're tying your personal identity and you're tying your emotional energy to a podcast. It is really difficult 
to make changes. Like if it starts to not work, you'll take it personal. You'll think, well, the, the show is flagging. It means I suck. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It's, a, it's an abstract thing. So don't, don't get your emotions tied into it, but also make it super easy to get the different pieces done so that it's not taking you a ton of time well, to also get an get episode feedback. up. Yeah. Get yeah. Feedback from guests, yes. and from your listeners. Yep. That's true. That's true. It's good data. It's all data. It's data all the way down. Do you, uh, what kind of forms do you use to onboard people? Well, to get guests on the show, I use a lot of, there's a, there's a WordPress plugin called Forminator and it's kind of like Google forms, but on steroids, like you can put all kinds of cool logic in there. You can put in different fields that show if they click a certain option and you can email the host and say, Hey, here's what they said about being on your show. They would like to be on your show. Do you want to accept them or decline? And they can pick accordingly based on what they, what they see there. Um, that's so cool. Cause I mean, yeah. formulator, it's like fritzify me. I mean, it's that's like right. too many things coming at you. That's right. But it's worked well. And I ran across that years ago and I'm like, well, this is actually pretty freaking cool. Like I'm, I'm going to use this for, I'm going to use this for podcastify me. Um, I think it is, although I haven't really used JotForm all that much. JotForm's nice, but I needed something that was kind of like embeddable on a website the way that we're doing it. Yep. And I'm sure there probably is a way to you do know it. You know what? I bet, like I bet JR would say, no, we're going to use the formulator that fritzifies me. That's right. He would. He would. He'd be like, let's rock and roll. You know he would. Um, okay. So we, we got that uh, automation. Did you finish answering the question that I kind of threw you off of? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So uh, other tricks or hacks that uh, keep your podcast alive? Yeah. Or, or what um, are some common failures that people have that we can kind of correct today? Well, treating it like a one and done thing. So if you have a guest on your show, you've just started a relationship with that person. And if you interview them, and then you say, bye, see ya, and you never contact them again. It's like, oh, I mean, don't stop. But, that, just but keep, that's like just 99% 99 of podcasters don't stay in touch. Is that true? I know. I know. It is true. And that's why the 1% of them succeed wildly. Like yeah. when I'm interviewing somebody, I'm taking notes and I have fat hands. So I'm like, taka, taka, taka on the keyboard. And I tell them sometimes, I'm like, hey, this microphone picks up almost everything. So if you hear me, tick, 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 like I'm just, I can't keep up with the cool stuff that I'm learning about this person. Mm -hmm. But they'll drop little factoids. They'll say things about themselves like, yeah, they're a parent, they're married, they're in the health space, they're a distance runner, they're a coach, they're a book publisher. Write that stuff down because later on, when you have some relevant content or a cool event or something that would really resonate with them in particular because of some of the things that you wrote down, tell them about it. Like nobody does that. There's a real live person. There's 8 billion people on the planet. There's a real live person that just spent some time with you. Come back and keep them engaged, include them in some kind of a community, introduce them to other people. Like that's yeah. all stuff that happens outside the podcast. And you it's also, amazing. you also uh, recommend in your, so you have kind of a podcast tribe in podcast. Find me, right? Yeah. 
So, so you're helping encourage people to give value by sharing a guest they may have had. I'm, yes. Since I haven't worked with you yet and I'm just starting to, I, I'm just kind of assuming some of this stuff because of who you are. You're, yeah. You're that valued. is something we do. We, we need to be more systematic about it, but that is absolutely something we do. I do it personally. I don't know if I have my podcast, my few smiling podcast book handy, but you are, you're going to be on, your name is going to be on the front. I mean, it's going to be, and and you know what? We might have the, him holding a sign saying podcastify me. I like it. If we don't, we'll put that in the back cover so that everyone knows that you are the glue that brings it all together. I'll just hold up a green piece of paper and y'all can superimpose whatever you want in there. Just keep it clean. It's a family show. Well, I, with the green piece of paper, I could actually put this is not yellow, my favorite color. Yeah, I love it. So we, uh, we, have, um, we have to dial into the rapid fire in a couple minutes. I, I want to see if there's any, anything else you think that's – well, tell me some stuff that you are – what kind of podcaster is the right person for going to Podcastify? I mean, when, when is it time to work with Podcastify me? Well, it's going to be based on a certain personality trait, and that is if you have the ability to have amazing conversations with people, and maybe you don't know you have this superpower, maybe you do, mm-hmm. but if people talk to you and both of you come away thinking, man, that was a really good use of time, I felt like I really connected with that person. If people say that about you, then a podcast is right for you. It's not right for everybody. It's not a silver bullet. But when you wrap a podcast around somebody that's got that ability in particular, it's going to skyrocket. If your business is based on connecting deeply with a large amount of people, that is a great way to do it. Or if you have a podcast already, you already see the value. You probably wouldn't have started it if it wasn't doing anything for you. And if you're like 25 episodes in and you're like, man, this is really taking a lot. Like I'm having a lot of fun doing this, but man, if we can just hand this off to somebody, that would be amazing. Well, we're that somebody. We'll take it and run with it and we'll extend it and make it even awesomer. Awesomer, is that a word? It is a word. I got a yeah. question. So what, what was what was the loophole that you utilized for me that, because I didn't fit those categories of, you know, good use of time with Ken, um, doesn't really know how to speak uh, very goodly. Um, he doesn't know how to talk good. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I like bald, I like bald people. That's why. So that's like the secret code. No, you really are a great conversationalist. I know you know that, man. Fishing for compliments over here. I mean, oh, it is your show, but I'm getting I'm blessed. Shucks. I'm blessed. <laughs> hey, um, Fritzy. Yep. I like you a lot. I like you a lot, sir. <laughs> so uh, we got to go to rapid fire, bro, because the show's right. coming to a close. So, right. what book changed your life? How to win friends and influence people. Badum. What book do you give people as a gift? I don't give books to people as a gift. I don't need to. It's not going to be, it'll be your book then. Uh, what, okay. what inspires you? Um, uh, people like JR, honestly. People like JR, but what movie, yeah. what movie inspired you? What movie inspired me? Yeah. What, what movies, like if you want to be inspired, what movie will you watch? That one? No, that, I can't think of one. Okay, I can't I really think of one. Okay. Um, what song gets you going? Uh, there's one by Swedish House Mafia called Greyhound. That's a good one. Very nice. Uh, favorite podcast? Favorite podcast. Two Bears, One Cave. Second favorite? Mine. What is it? One of mine. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. We'll put links for yours. 
Um, who's a guest you'd love to have on your show that you have not had? I think I'd like to have, I think I'd like to have Cammy Lehman on my show. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, what, who's your hero? Jesus. Uh, give a shout out to your, your four daughters and your wife, if you like. So our oldest is Lorica. She's 13. Amelia's 11. Serena's nine. Carissa's seven. And my wife, Charlotte, is... Uh, I probably am not at liberty to say how old she Don't is. Say, She's a little, a little older than me. This is a shout out. Hello. How do people reach you? Connect with you? Connect with me. Email is best. So fritz at podcastify.me. And if you want to stop by the website, it's podcastify.me. It is what it says on the label. The business name is the website. That is great. Um, what's a quote that you live by? Just do the thing. Do the thing. Give yourself permission. Get out of your own way. Do the thing. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, what, is, what is your big goal for this year? Big goal is to build a million-dollar business with this podcasting company. But for the other business... Our goal is to be a lot more mobile. We want to have the ability to pack up, do fairs and things in like Alabama and just take everything and go and do it, make a lot of money and come back. All right. Uh, short, short answers here. Um, favorite, favorite sauce? Alfredo. Favorite food? Chinese. Favorite country? America. Country you want to visit? Um, Israel. Favorite beard. Favorite beard, mine. I knew it. I knew that was coming. All right. Well, yours. <laughs> you have been <laughs> amplified. You are awesome. I I'm so I'm elated that I met you through BLN Live and that Jr. put us together. I I know my life is just going to be so much better as a result of entrusting you with my voice platform message on your podcast service. So. We look forward to the launch. You'll be seeing some of Fritz's guests and recommendations on this show here because I have told him, you got to hook me up, brother. I'm my year seven. I'm ready for some new blood. So Fritz, thank you so much. This is uh, Amplified and Voice America. Perfect Publishing is one of our sponsors. Keep smiling the other. And of course, Podcastify Me. And I, you know what? I, I want Led Zeppelin to come together and do that song with... Yeah. With Black Sabbath and Aerosmith. I want the three of them to. It's like We Are the World, but it's Podcastify Me. Oh, man, that'd be too much testosterone. And all the pod, I would explode. All the podcasters come together and sing with you. So this is Ken Rashan. Keep smiling. Stay amplified. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.